to another episode of the notes from library podcast as always i'm your host emma and today we're going to be talking about stoic philosophy and the personal journal of marcus aurelius that's titled meditation so this like many other uh journals were not meant to be published and was not room with the intent of publication i primarily think of um when i think about diaries that were meant to be published or what not made with the intention of being published is diary of anne frank that was something where she had written thinking no one else was going to read it, and her father published it, and same with Marcus Aurelius's Meditation. It was actually founded by a scholar named Angelo Mai, and he's a 19th century Italian scholar. He was the one that discovered it in the early 19th century. So you might be wondering, who is this Marcus Aurelius man, and why should I care about him? Well, his full name, and get a of this, is Caesar Marcus Aurelius Antonius Augustus. Imagine having to fill that out on a scantron. And he was a Roman emperor. And he, for many generations and still to this day, is a symbol of the golden age of the Roman Empire. And he was the last of the five good emperors of Rome. He reigned from 161 to 180 AD. And he marked the end of a period of tranquility and good government after he died. The empire quickly went into civil war and then you start to get into the fall of Rome. When he was 17, he became emperor. Can you imagine that? 17 years old and he was one of the most respected Roman emperors, not only by historians, but by people he ruled over. And then he died when he was 58 years old due to a strain of smallpox. So that was something that kind of killed a lot of people back then. He actually lived through a plague. If you are going to read Meditations, I highly recommend you do, actually. I recommend you reading the Penguins Classic Edition. That's the one I have. And there's actually more footnotes than there is actual book, which is kind of nice. The Meditations was only about 120 pages long, I think. And then there was like 150 pages worth of like endnotes and extra information and all that stuff, which is good because he references people and events and sometimes the terminology like you just don't get it because it's not our time period and so it was very nice to have those notes in the back so I recommend it because it is a little bit hard to read and not have those I mean I was constantly flipping back to the footnotes to try to place where some of these places were and the people and what he was talking about so the main question is what is stoic philosophy and the simple answer is it maximizes positive emotions, reduces negative emotions, and helps an individual to hone their virtue of character. It's all about enduring pleasure or pain without showing emotion. And a lot of people have different definitions of it, and to sum up an entire philosophy and history into a sentence is very hard, but that is kind of like the gist of it. Then there are four pillars, and that's wisdom, justice, courage, and moderation, which are all pretty good things to talk about and Marcus Aurelius talks about each of them he always talks about wisdom and how you have to strive and read and learn I mean he was always learning and he talks about it he talks about sitting down with his scholars and everything and even until the time of his death he was constantly trying to learn new things and gain his wisdom and seeing his thought patterns in his book was very interesting because again he didn't write it thinking anyone else would read it he wrote it for him so it was a very uncensored version of what he wanted to write about and with his true feelings 
then you had justice and you could tell marcus talks about quite a lot is the idea of a righteous man and a good man following what he thinks the rules of the law should be and how we have to work as a society to better society and that if we let justice become corrupted then there's no coming back from that and you see that with in rome and in greece and in so many other empires before marcus aurelius he had seen that power did corrupt and what happens when the justice justice system is corrupt what happens and who's going to protect the innocent and then you also see that in many many places after marcus aurelius you constantly had people fighting a corrupt justice system even till this day in many countries then you have courage and he talks about a lot like the heart of a lion and courage is not always like marcus said running into battle, but it's doing what you need to do when the time calls of it. He talks about how he really honored the men that left a stable home and their families to come protect their country. And he talks about courage like that and how people take everyday things and we don't think that they're courageous, but really they are. And that sometimes being a human takes a lot more courage. And I, when reading that, I thought that was very interesting because I mean, he's risen, rode into battles and he's fought and he's gone face to face with some of the most powerful people in his time and he was just like no sometimes courage is just leaving your family to protect your family and to go out and protect them so that they can have a better life i thought that was very good and then moderation he always talks about how you can't let desires take over you there actually is a whole section where he talks about what is more deadly um decisions made after lust decisions made after wrath and he talks about how you need to always be able to monitor your emotions and that all emotions are good and you can't completely ignore them but you need to have moderations on what you're feeling and also he talks about moderation with food and alcohol and daily pleasures in life and the hard stuff he says that you shouldn't live in this blissful world where you can do whatever you want you need to have moder a moderate balance of everything in your life which again i think that's something we deal a lot with now i mean you hear everything in moderation and i don't think we listen to that sometimes because i mean like you could have ice cream every night wouldn't you but no you were taught that you can't so things like that moderation i definitely think this pillar is something we are suffering from a lack of many times in society and even it doesn't even have to be like drugs or alcohol or food but just people like addicted to social media I mean, like, I am addicted to books and writing, and there are many times I'm like, okay, enough tonight. I need to go to bed. I need to go do something else. So there always is that moderation is key, and we have to think about that. And I think this is probably the most important pillar, because I think if you let moderation go to the wayside, everything else falls out of order, because that's like the balance you have. Further breaking down those four pillars the main belief is that the virtue is sufficient for happiness that other so-called goods shall be regarded with indifference and that the world is ordered by god those again are more beliefs that they held and marx really talks about a lot of them he talks about how you need to be a virtuous man and sometimes that doesn't make you the happiest I mean, think about like how many times have you have you known you had to do the right thing but didn't feel good in the moment? I'm sure you can think of a couple times where you, you felt like the bad guy because you had to do something like telling a friend like, hey, 
you gotta stop drinking. Hey, I don't think this is good for you. Hey, I think you need to go get help somewhere. Stuff like that that doesn't make you feel good in the moment. It doesn't make you happy to do that. But it's the right thing to do and it makes you virtuous. Because you have that virtue and you know what's good and what's bad and you know how to help people. And that should always, the good of a person should always outweigh their happiness. If you know what's good for them, that should outweigh yours and theirs happiness. And then he also talks about a lot that um, so-called goods, as in physical possessions, is not something that we should hold the highest value of. There's a story where he actually sold all of his furniture and his clothings and stuff to be able to help his men that were dying from the plague. And he says that I, I'm not putting myself and my things before my men. It was kind of like, how, how dare you assume I was going to cherish this vase over the life of my man that has served with me or just the good of a man that lives in my country or is just a human in general. And I think that's very honorable because we've heard a lot of stories where people are like, no, this is my thing. I'm not going to do it. Where he gave up a lot of things to protect his men. And then, of course, Marcus Aurelius was a religious man, and he does mention it a lot. So I do think that is important, is that he d he is a religious man. And many times people think that Stoics, they're like, oh, they're definitely not like worshippers of a religion. And yeah, many of them are. And you can have that balance, because Marcus Aurelius himself had that balance. So you can't talk about Stoic philosophy without bringing up Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday runs the Daily Stoic podcast and show and he has a youtube and he has a bunch of books that have been released i'm sure if you've heard about stoic philosophy or you heard about just philosophy in general or maybe just going through youtube i'm sure you ran into this man somewhere in your life and ryan holiday has this video it's called the rules by mark's release the better your life and i just wanted to talk about them real quick because i think they were important because they also you see him live by all these rules in meditations and so I wanted to break them down because I think he he is like the expert Ryan Holiday. And so I felt that giving his rules would be good. So according to Marcus Aurelius, the rules for better life is to put people first. And we just talked about that, how he always put his men first and how he very much honored his men. He didn't see his rank as a way to have power over them. He saw his ranking as a way to better his men, which I think is good. A good leader always knows how to better their team. And Marcus Aurelius knew how to do that. The second rule is that another path is always open. I think that's important. It's the idea when one door is shut and another one opens. And I know I ran into that a lot. Like one door slams in my face and then you have to open another one. I'm sure you guys have had that where you thought you were going to this opportunity and it didn't work out. And you ended up somewhere else. And maybe you didn't end up in the best place yet. But still another option to get out of that place and go somewhere different. I mean, I... Never would have thought I would have ended up in Nashville, and here I am. I mean, I was going to a small college 40 minutes from my house freshman year, and now I'm in Nashville. I would have never expected that. But because some doors closed or some paths were blocked, I found a different way. And I'm sure you can think about that another way. What, where was a pivotal moment where you had to make a decision, and one decision didn't work out, so you had to take another? Life is all about paths. And what path you take, I think, shows a lot about you and also a lot about how you're going to go through life because life is not a straight line. It's not a clean path. It's messy and there's constant U-turns and forks in the road and wild turns and debris in the road and you just got to keep going through it. The next thing is 
take it step by step. I think that's very much like roll with the punches and take things as they come. Don't force things. Let yourself take day by day, step by step, every day. Just get up, do the work, go to bed, take care of yourself, stuff like that. Don't force things and don't let things pass you by. Just take everything step by step. Then, <laughs> this rule is easier said than done. It says discard your anxiety. And I think that mostly comes from the idea that when you let your emotions get in the way or when you let your nervousness get in the way, you sometimes lose out on things. Like I know I was very nervous about starting this show and I didn't know how people were going to react to it. And I could have started this at the beginning of the pandemic. And I could have done this, I could have done that, and I could have done a lot of things. Or I could have went to a better school, or I could have done this, or I could have done that, or I should have done this, I should have, I should have done that. But when you think about those things, you're causing an anxiety about yourself because there's some things that are out of your control that you cannot change. I think being able to control your emotions, which is a big thing of Stoke philosophy, and it's harder. It's harder than it sounds, and it is the definition of easier said than done. But I think... The main focus is, when you feel yourself getting anxious, work to relieve that. Take deep breaths. Focus on what you can control. Focus on your goal. Do different things. I'm actually taking a, a fundamentals of communication. It's a pretty much a speech class. It's a public speaking class. It talks about different ways. It's just very like practice. Know your audience. Get comfortable. Know your surroundings. Have something to grasp onto or look to different things and it's different for every person there's no cookie cutter mold but find a way to relieve yourself of stress and anxiety and all these other feelings that are going to hunker down and really take away from what you want to do in life because again you only have one life and you have to make the best of it and you have to take it as it is and go with it the next rule is well begun is half done and that's when i think about that is very much just getting out of bed in the morning if you start your day off well you're halfway there. I think starting your day is the hardest part of the day. Because who, who wants to get up and immediately go to work or school or do something? We want to sit around, we want to lay, but we can't lay in bed. We should get out of bed and we should go do things or we should start our homework. Just, I think starting is half the battle. And I think that's a real, real true statement when people say that. The next rule is... Be strict with yourself, and that's very much into the self-discipline. Uh, Jacko Wilkins actually has a book that says uh, it's like discipline equals freedom. It talks about how when you're disciplining yourself and not beating yourself up, it's very much like, hey, I need to get this done. I have to do this. Like, for example, I was kind of procrastinating some of my work today, and so I said, fine, you cannot work on this podcast, something you enjoy, until you get this done, it wasn't me punishing myself, it wasn't me taking away this episode, no, it was me staying disciplined myself, you have to do the work you don't want to do, before you can do the work you want to do, there's a level of priority, I think being strict with yourself also helps with eating right, going to bed, getting away from activities that might be harmful for you, it's always better to be strict with yourself, to make sure you keep yourself focused and to keep yourself healthy at the end of the day because again like do we always want to eat vegetables and would we rather eat candy yes junk food tastes good for a reason but if you're not disciplined with yourself you're not strict with yourself 
that can go down a very very dark and unhealthy path if you don't take care of yourself so being strict with yourself is not you beating yourself up it's making sure you do the work that needs to be done so you can accomplish what you want and be the best version of yourself the next rule is don't resent people and i think that is probably one of the hardest ones is don't hold grudges and don't go in angry with people don't hate people because it only wears down your mind and your heart i think again it's all these rules are easier said than done but when you resent people you might ruin situations for yourself like say there's a school club you want to join but someone you don't like is in it and so you don't join the club well now you're missing out on everything because you resented that one person think of all the friends and all the opportunities you missed because you didn't want to talk to that one person. I think when we resent people and we don't do things because we resent people, it's kind of like we're shooting ourselves in the foot and that's not good. And then the final one was ask yourself, is this essential? So when you feel your emotions flare up or even when you're going to buy something or do something, ask yourself, is this essential for me to have? Like recently I've been on kind of a book banning thing. I bought one book. But after that, I'm kind of like a book banning because I only have so many shelves here and I have so many books at home. And so now I'm kind of like, is this book essential? Do I need this book right now? If I do, either for the show or for school, okay, I get it. Stuff like that. And that's a small thing. But I also think it goes off of the idea of we can't control what others say or do. We can only control how we respond to it. So if someone makes you angry... Is it essential that you're angry and you lash out at them right now? Or can you let this roll off of you like water off a duck's back? Stuff like that. The main, I think, sentence to really sum up all of Stoic philosophy is we can't control what other people say or do. We can only control how we respond to it. And that's something I've been working on a lot recently is that I can't make people say or do certain things. I just have to respond to it appropriately. I can't force my group in the school group project to respond to my text messages. All I can do is my part of the project to its fullest. I cannot force the store to have the type of food I want. All I can do is respond with getting something else and learning to adapt to it. I think that is the primary goal of stoicism and how we should do it because the world is not a blueprint and we are going to stumble and we're going to fall and we're going to have things get in our way. And if you break down and you get into a rut and you can't move past it then you're only hurting yourself you're not hurting the people that did that to you because they don't care they're going on i know recently i i just had a friendship that kind of like faded away because they were saying some very very mean things to me and they weren't responding to text messages and they were posting things online they were just very negative and instead of sitting around and letting myself be belittled or by blowing up or by forcing some friendship that clearly was fading I just let it go and that shows how I respond to it. I could have completely blew up and I didn't I just stopped texting first that's how I responded to it and then it's been almost four months and we have not spoken I cannot force that person to text me and apologize for what they had said and did all I can respond is how I respond to it and I don't live in anger from it and usually I would have and this was a couple years ago, I would have been very, very angry. And I would have had vendetta against them. But it's more like I don't want her not to eat. I just don't want her to eat at my table with me. She can eat somewhere else. It's one of those things. I think that's also in our very 
stoic teaching is it's not that I don't want you to eat, I just don't want you to eat with me. It's how we respond to things. And I think that also goes off another stoic teaching, um, Amor Fate. And it's the teaching that it didn't happen to you, it happened for you. You can learn from everything, you can evolve from everything, and you can grow from everything. Take everything that happens to you as a learning opportunity and take everything as a way to better yourself. Because it didn't happen to you, it happened for you, and that goes into another teaching of Memento Mori, which means remember, you must die. So live every day, say everything, and do everything as if today could be your last day. So again, when things happen to you in life, you could die the next day, so don't let that ruin everything. If someone was mean to you on the street, you could die the next day. Don't spend your whole last day on earth thinking about that person. A friendship fell apart that didn't happen to you, it happened for you. You could die the next day. Go find another friendship. Don't wallow in self-pity. And it's not a morbid thing. I don't think of it as a morbid thing. I think of it as cherishing every day, everything we do, everything we say, and to really think about everything we do, everything we say. Because also, do you want something bad or a bad last thought or a bad thing in your mouth? to be the last thing you say. I once said some some that to someone like Memento more like that is how I I think about things. And the person like that's so like dark and morbid. I'm like no it's not because it reminds me to live every day. That's why I have this show. Like it, it was something I, I kept pushing off. Well no you want what? Let me just do it. That book I want to write? Okay I just gotta do it. That book I want to read? Okay I just gotta do it. That, that show I want to see. Like now it's very like and it's not a hedonist thing like just go out and do whatever I, I want. It's a cherish life because we never know what could happen to us. And I think it's also a beautiful thing to remind us every day of our humility because Marcus Aurelius was a very humbled man. He, he was an emperor. But when you actually read his diary, he suffered from many of the things we do. I mean, he died of smallpox. A, a disease that anyone could get but now we, now we have vaccines against that but it's not like he was a god king that was untouchable many people thought they were god kings he had insomnia and documented how he would just stay up at night thinking and pondering things which how many of us have done that how many of us suffer from insomnia and he also heavily heavily suffered from imposter syndrome and he did not believe he deserved what he had, he was always trying to better himself, always trying to be the best for his men and for his family and for his country. He was human, just like us, and he didn't see himself as better than people. He didn't, and that was something where a lot of rulers during that time, and even like now, when there's some people that are so like detached because they're like upper class or they're a politician or they're a celebrity, they're so detached from people. And Marcus Aurelius always remembered his humility and his mortality. And that is important. This man now has lived on for thousands and thousands of years and will live on for thousands of years because of his teachings. Now, if he was an asshole, would we still be talking about him? Probably, but probably not in the light he is now. I mean, there are books and there are teachings on him and people love him. Why do we love him? Because we can relate to him. Because he thought he was no better than us. I'm pretty sure if this man was alive right now today, he he would be the same. He would still 
be living day to day. He would still be putting one foot in front of the other. He would put his pants on the same way we all did. He would probably flop into bed like all of us do after a long day. I think that is what our fascination and love of Marcus Aurelius comes from. Is because his diary was so raw that he wrote about what he was truly feeling and the struggles he was going with. Where some people, when they write memoirs, it's all the good stuff. And even the bad stuff seems really preachy. I mean, how many times have you read a memoir and just rolled your eyes? You read this diary and you are understanding this man and you can feel like he can understand you. I actually have a, a, a Ryan Holiday coin. It's a Memento Mori coin. I have it on my desk right now. It's probably one of my favorite things I have. And it's a reminder because my, uh, my cousin just died recently. I got the coin after he died. And it's just a reminder that the drop of a hat, life can change. And life can be taken away, can be given you get a lot of roadblocks and you don't really know what life has in store for you. But I think reading Marcus Aurelius and seeing a man that's put on such a podium go through the same things I do with not sleeping at night, constantly studying death, like all this stuff, it, it makes you feel like you can handle this. And I think that's why I kind of like about uh, Stoic philosophy and the other uh, Stoic people I have met is that we all understand that life is complicated and rather than playing the victim, we're trying to become the victors of our own lives. I think that's a really important thing. So I, I feel like recently everyone is such a victim, like a woe is me, what was this, what was that? I'm getting tired of it. I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm getting really tired of it. Get up every day, do the work that needs to be done and try to better yourself. Take responsibility. If you fall, Pick yourself back up. There's a saying that if you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then uh, crawl. And I think that, that is, that's another stoic teaching. Just keep moving forward, even when the trail is rough. And I, I highly recommend checking out stoic philosophy. I think it is a very good teaching, especially with all the craziness that has happened recently. We can't control everything in our lives, but we can control how we react to it. And I, I, it's helped me a lot. I'm still working a lot on it, and there's a lot of things I could get better at. My mom always says I'm like my dad, that um, buildings could be falling down around me, and I'm fine. You put the paper clip on the wrong side of the paper, and I lose my mind. I'm trying to work on that. I don't want to lose my mind every time the paper clip is on the wrong side. I could just move the paper clip myself. I can't force people to put the paper clip on the, wrong, on the right side, but I can control how I react to it. So I think journaling... And thinking and reflecting on what your day is, where you can improve strengths, weaknesses is very important. I think it's very good. I've started doing it. It's helped me a lot. I've seen patterns. I've noticed patterns about myself. And I highly recommend checking out um, Stoic philosophy. There's another Stoic philosopher I really like, Epictetus. And the story of him is that um, he was actually born into slavery. And when he was a kid, his uh, like slave master was very cruel to him. And one day he grabs Epictetus's leg and start t twisting it and Epictetus is like you're gonna break my leg you're gonna break my leg and then when the slave owner breaks his leg he just looks at him and says I told you that would happen the situation he was in was drastic and knock on wood hopefully none of us have ever had to or will have to ever experience something like that level of abuse he always learned from his things and he became one of the greatest thinkers Ryan Holiday has a whole video on him and there's a ton of videos about it, but that's always the story that stuck out to me about 
Epictetus, and I actually, this guy I used to work at a Bear Mountain, he actually introduced me to Stoic philosophy, and he told me the story of Epictetus, and that story's always sucked out to me, but Stoic philosophy, I think really is, when you find yourself in really dark places, how to work yourselves out of it without like this hyper positivity, like toxic positivity, because Stoicism is looking at the world and how to fix yourself. Because I mean, hyper-positivity is like, oh, well, the whole world will fix it. The world's not going to change unless you change. I think that's another key thing of Stoicism. So I highly recommend checking out. Again, Meditations is a short read. I actually read it in a day. I sat outside, like a Sunday or something, and just read it. Very good. It's actually surprisingly very easy to digest, but it's also probably was that easy to digest because of all the footnotes told you who some of these people are, where these places are, extra context. So I definitely recommend reading with the context. And then um, if you want more information on Stoicism, I think best person is Ryan Holiday to check in on that. He has a podcast and he also has YouTube videos. I know he's coming out with a new book, but I haven't pre-ordered it yet. But his YouTube videos are very good. They're usually like like 10 minutes long and he breaks down like something. It's They're very good and he's very entertaining to listen to. So I recommend checking him out for that and yeah so i guess it's just always i really don't know how to wrap this up but i guess the best way to wrap this up is just saying thank you again for always stopping by next week we're going to talk about pd blinders and a movable feast and then yeah like i i really recommend checking out stoke philosophy it helped me a lot i read a lot of things it's helped a lot of people I think with the craziness of the world, I think Stoic philosophy helps give like um, a grounding nature to everything. So I definitely recommend even just checking out Ryan Holiday video. Really recommend it. Thank you again for always supporting the show. I look forward to the future episodes with you guys. And as always, this has been the notes from the library.